0: Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC Galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. Today, we're talking about making media, and I am delighted to welcome my guests, Rob Edwards and Terry Terry. Thank you both for being here.
1: Happy to be here. Yeah, it's really good to be here.
0: So, Rob, Rob Edwards is on the faculty of LCC's Digital Media, Audio, and Cinema program. He's been a producer, director, and educator for over 30 years, working in nearly every facet of the production industry, from local news to TV broadcasts to feature films, and his work has won awards on the local, national, and international levels. When he's not working on the next production, he's bike riding or wine tasting with his wife or busy writing. He's authored four books and is the current president of the Rally of Writers, Michigan's longest-running writers' conference. Rob believes that video production and writing is all about telling a compelling story. Terry Terry is founder and CEO of Message Makers, a multifaceted media company located in Old Town, Lansing. Through video, live events, corporate training, and public relations for over 40 years, Message Makers tells those compelling stories that Rob mentioned for clients locally and around the world. Terry has received multiple awards for the work of his company as well as for his role in the revitalization of Old Town. He's co-founder and president of MICA, the Michigan Institute for Contemporary Arts, and founder and producer of Michigan Blues Fest and Lansing Jazz Fest. Terry is an entrepreneur, an instructional designer, an artist, a man of many media and stories. And I am so pleased to welcome you both. Um, I've known you both since I started working in video, which was some decades ago, meeting you, Terry, in Mm -hmm. Old Town, 1980s, kind of a rough and tumble era when you were just launching your company. Mm And Rob, that is the time when I came to LCC to take a a couple classes uh, in video production to to get some hands-on experience as I was working in what then was a very new endeavor in terms of training video. Um,
2: I remember that class
0: do you I'm do. I'm thrilled it was over in the uh, the AOF building and uh, in the basement and uh, yeah a lot has changed but that's what we expect from media I mean media is continually changing the technology I mean the basics of communication are the same but the the tools that we use um, it it sometimes it goes so fast that it's it's really a challenge to keep up. Um, and that's one of the things that I want to talk about a little bit. But as I said, communication is kind of fundamental, and I'm really interested in, in what's going on in our classroom in the Digital Media, Audio, and Cinema program. What kind of fundamentals are students learning? And tell us a little bit about the program, Rob. Well,
2: the program... Uh pretty much takes you through all the aspects of, of production, camera use, lighting, um, post-production, even some um, animation and video compositing. We have, we have uh, two degrees, uh, both are associates in applied science. We have a digital media specialist degree for those who just want to uh, get a degree and, and head right out into the workforce. And we have a digital media technology degree for those students who are looking to transfer to a four-year college. We currently have uh, agreements with Ferris, Grand Valley, Central Michigan, and Michigan State um, as um, lo- locations for our students to be able to transfer to with, with a certain amount of ease. Um, and, uh, yeah, they work on... Uh, what we consider state of the art equipment. Our students are working on red cameras, uh, which is, you know, what they use in feature films today. We, um, edit with two different platforms, uh, Adobe Media, Premiere, Adobe Premiere Pro and Avid Media Composer. Um, both, uh, high end with a fairly, lear- uh, steep learning curve as far as post-production goes. We have, we have two studios. One is a film-style studio with uh, blue walls. Um, both have spike walls, which are the, the walls with no corner. Um, and then the other is a, is a TV TV broadcast-style um, studio with three cameras and a uh, studio control switcher and all that. So we uh, put the students through the paces here. And, um, oh, we also have a uh, um, pretty – uh, comparable audio facilities with a a Pro Tools S6 Pro Tools F6, uh, audio console, and for anybody who knows anything about audio, they're, they're salivating at hearing that one. Um, <laughs> and our, our live room is um, is pretty spectacular. So our audio equipment is is uh, top of the line as well.
0: So great equipment, great facilities. What kind of projects are the students working on? What kind of you said you're putting them through the paces? What kind of skills are they focused on learning?
2: Oh sure, sure, sure. So they uh, they actually do all sorts of projects uh, from news style projects uh, to you know get the fundamentals of the equipment down. Um, they'll do film style shoots and actually produce short films. They'll do television broadcast style shoots uh, like news. Um, Studio News, but we also have a a live sports shoot as well. And um, they do projects for, like, uh, community partners um, here and there, Uh, Habitat for Humanity, um, Capital Area District Library, nonprofit-type stuff, Allen Street Project, and I think they just did one for refugee services. So um, just little PSA-type things.
0: Well, that's great. They're actually producing pieces that are that are being used. It's it's not only for class classroom sharing, but uh, there's a, a a client there on on the other end that's uh, that's receiving the, the finished work. So there's yeah, yeah. some standards that need to be be met. And that you know, Terry, I want to bring you in because I'm I'm interested in what you look for from. Sure. from students who are in a program such as right. ours.
1: Well, First of all, we've had many, many, many interns and employees come out of the programs from LCC, and it's been great.
0: I'm glad to hear that. You know, really, it's – uh, and, and I'll <laughs>
1: say right now, we continue to look for them. So if you've got anybody, never hesitate to give us a call because we have opportunities oh, for them.
2: So, that is good to know. Okay.
1: Yep, yep, we're looking, and we, we continue to get busy. But, um, well, you know, there's some of the basics, you know, like – You have to be able to actually communicate in the sense of, you know, spoken and written ability to, you know, put a sentence together, a paragraph, because, you know, we're all about storytelling and communicating. So, like, the fundamentals need to be there, as well as the technical skills, you know, knowing how to, whatever it might be, you know, run the audio board or use a camera, et cetera. Um, But the the ability to um, work with others, uh, to be... Thinking ahead, to plan, to show up, you know, showing up's pretty important. But It is, and that sounds know. so basic, but, it's but yeah. It's you critical. Know, we don't want to, you know, we're not trying to twist anybody. I, I, I don't want to twist anybody's arm to work with us. You know, we, we provide a pretty good opportunity, and if they're there, they're going to have a great experience. They can, you know, and if we hire them, they'll make some good money, and um, they'll learn a lot. We have great, interesting clients.
0: Yeah, tell we're us great. a little bit about some of your clients, Terry.
1: Well, first of all, you know, kind of the baseline of message makers is we want to we say we want to work with good, smart people that want to make the world better. So that's kind of a that's our baseline. And then the clients have ranged from, you know, we've produced fundraising videos for the American Red Cross to, um, you know, leadership training for Harley Owners Group, you know, literally around the world. Um, I think, Melissa, you helped us one time with uh, programs we did for the National Association of Women Business Owners. Did you help on the uh, Harley one, the uh, John Bowman series?
0: A little bit, and then on you, you the did Veterans Home?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, the, the Veterans, uh, was that the Grand Rapids? Grand Rapids Vet- Veterans yeah, that Home. Yeah, that was a real tearjerker. I know. It made people cry all the time. So what I say at message Makers is, is um, we make people cry, laugh, imagine, and act. We help people tell their stories, and we work with emotions to get their attention, so they'll pay attention to the message, so... So people need to understand that, that it's not just about the technical aspect of it, but you know, how do you get people's attention and how do you put a story together that gets their attention and keep them intrigued and involved and still pay attention to the message.
0: Yeah, storytelling. I mean, and you said that <clears throat> in, in your, uh, my introduction for you, Rob, um, telling a compelling story. Um, I hear that from both of you, that that's talk about a fundamental that you know before you even know how to push any buttons, but how does that get? You know where does that fit into the DMAC program here, digital media, audio, and cinema? Um, and that's for you, Rob, and kind of quick follow up for you, Terry. Afterwards, if you have somebody who's got good instincts but maybe doesn't have that experience, how did how did they get an opportunity?
1: I can grab that a little bit to start out. If okay. You may. Sure, well, sure, But it's, it's starting with why, like, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? So, you know, in, in all, in our work, you know, we look at our clients, what do they want? What's the bottom line? They, you're telling a story to move people from a situation to some outcome, or you want to move somebody to, whether it might be to, um, in the simplest words, you know, like buy something or vote a certain way or perform more safely on the job. You know, you want an outcome not just talking to talk right or you're not just showing a video because it could be a pretty award-winning video you want to change people's behavior so people that can learn about that and understand it they can they can have the certainly learn the technical abilities how to frame a shot how to get the lighting right how to make sure you get a good quality sound etc but you got to start with the end in mind so that's to me really really critical and the people that can do that now all the rest starts to make sense. And why am I doing this this way? Or why do I want this out? why do I want to hear this person? <laughs> you know, cause I want to hear their story, you know, so it's important. Sorry, I jumped in on that one, but go ahead, Rob.
2: No, no, that's, a, but that's, that's exactly right. Um, I teach post-production, uh, mainly for the, for the program. And I, you know, I instruct the students that there's a thing called visual grammar and, you know, I heard, uh, I think I heard Quentin Tarantino one time say that the last, the last version of the script is actually the first version of the rough cut, which is, is very true because once the film is cut, it, it can be told much differently than the script is written. Um, I'm, I'm kind of kind of a rabbit trailing here. But there is a thing called visual grammar, and I show them this by editing a scene from, I have... Uh, a few scenes from some movies and you can edit scenes from a movie um, and make the the feel of the scene change from a casual conversation to quite a heated debate just by the cutting out the breadth um, overlapping the the dialogue uh, the, the students are quite amazed and and I show them uh, there's a good example online of uh, you guys remember the the movie um, with Robin Williams? Oh, what's it called? Where he plays the Scottish housekeeper, uh, fires,
1: Missus Doubtfire. Missus Mrs. Doubtfire. Missus yeah.
2: Doubtfire. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That hit my mind. So there's, I filmed the real trailer, and then there's another trailer cut with the with the same footage that turns it into a horror film, and it's astounding. Uh, that that's out there for anybody to check out.
0: So, Rob, do you find that students, uh, how do students respond to seeing that kind of example, that stark example of the power that, that an editor has?
2: They're, they're absolutely astounded. You know, I think they, they take the classes um, to learn the technical. And, and, of course, we show them the technical. Uh, but I think that they feel when they come in, all they need to know is how to use the equipment, and they're good to go. And just like Terry said, uh, you know, the fundamentals are telling the story. What are you trying to get the audience to receive? What kind of message are you trying to get the audience to receive or change their behavior? And, and, you know, the technical stuff is actually second. Am I right, Terry?
1: Yep. And you need to be, uh, you know, we do these uh, little, I'll say, focus groups or validations along the way when we do rough cuts just to find out the impact that it's actually having on our audiences, because things will change. You know, some people can take, you know, intense, fast-paced messaging; others, it's not going to work for them so so much. But we'll ask really fundamental questions, and what we like to do is ask first, what was the message here in your own words, you know, and and uh, and then we'll ask things like, was there a, an, on the key topics that we were, were addressing, is it. You spend enough time, too much time or too little time on it. And if we can get a handful of people to our target audience to look at it and answer those questions, we'll get a sense, you know, we'll, we'll see, okay, well, it looks like we're on the right track or we're seeing a, a pattern here of responses. You know, they're, they're missing part of the message, you know, cause they didn't say it in their own words that way, or they felt like we spent way too much time on something and they already knew that. So why are we wasting our time? You know, so it helps really in the refining process, but it also gets back to what are you trying to accomplish? And, you know, it's good, and in it, and actually, it helps you uh, um, production-wise and cost-wise. You know, you're looking at, you know, oh, we want to make this change, but if everybody's getting the message and they're liking what we did, then why are we going to go through and re-edit something that we don't need to? It's it's working. So, because everybody's got an opinion and everybody sees it from, you know, we as producers as clients have tunnel vision. We be, all become experts in this topic area. So we can no longer see it through the eyes and ears of our audience so we need to hear from them and then you know make our adjustments based on what they're actually experiencing not all the we just see and, you, and you, it's always a combination process your creativity your ideas your team and their and then the audience to kind of make it work
0: so i want to talk for a minute about uh what what is the outlook for jobs in this field, in this vast field of media. What are the kinds of jobs that are available and what's the local scene like? I guess it's, you know, for, for both of you.
1: For us, um, like I said, we need, you know, producers, we need people at the uh, level that they can wear multiple hats, uh, certainly need the technical abilities. More so, people that can work with clients, work with teams, coordinate production. So it's the coordination side of things. You know, you know, you know, you have to understand how the audio works and what an audio crew does and what the video crew does and all those roles and functions so that you can oversee it. But we see that as the greatest, our greatest need. Certainly, from time to time, we were always hiring specialists in for this or that. In addition,
0: do you feel that across uh, the, the the local community, that's pretty consistent are there also um jobs for the camera people the audio specialist or have people become less specialized how how
1: i think what i'm seeing is less specialized because even the you know if you go to like uh, local IOTC, they've got camera operators but they do sound they do camera they don't do just one thing and so um,
2: yeah that's that's probably true uh I think probably the most specialization in terms of freelance work is probably camera. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, people from, well, I know from uh, students from our curriculum who get calls from like the Big Ten Network and ESPN when, when they're in town uh, just to run camera. Um, but anything else, I mean, people shoot, they edit, um, a lot of them write. Or they'll they'll run they'll work the grip truck, whatever is needed of them that day.
1: Right, running a or tele do, running or a teleprompter, whatever it takes. You know, yeah, exactly. Generally, you know the the crews are small. You know, unless you're working on a big movie, you got a small crew of, could be from two to eight nine people on it, depending on the nature of the shoot. But people need to be able to do more than one thing to to make it work.
0: How has uh, social media changed the work of media makers
1: at our end well we we found with um well so, so social media and the pandemic both mm-hmm. had impact uh, you know we had large we, we produce a lot of live in-person events and at the beginning in 19 or 20 i can't remember the dates now things a lot fell off and then almost in a month or so clients were calling up saying we need to bring our communities together so how do we do that in this new situation and we ramped up this is another skill set that's needed um, to be able to you know produce video um, on the web so, you know we use vmix and tools like that where we can bring in high quality audio video signals from around the world and mix it and you know, have people meet that way so uh, what we found is that there's a great demand. Our clients really needed it. Our business actually grew and they were able to bring the communities together and have people participate that wouldn't have in the past because it was actually lower cost of entry instead of flying to Atlanta for a conference. They just had to dial in, so to speak. Yeah. And now, so they could still pay the registration fee to their conference, but they they would never thought about doing that before and now they can participate. So, so that's really grown and, and we've all seen the and participated in the bad videos, the bad,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> can't see this person, their silhouette against a, a window, or you can't hear them. And so, you know, we really refined the ability to make, guarantee and all the things that go in the background to make sure that you're going to get a quality signal, the planning, the pre-production, as well as whatever technology you need to be. You know, if we need to send them a camera and an audio, we, we have these kits, we'll send a certain uh, high-profile presenter to make sure that it's all going to work for them.
0: Yeah, so I mean, this is in in many fields as as rough and uh, seemingly never-ending as the pandemic has been and continues to be. There's you know human ingenuity uh, has uh, found some amazing ways to to bring people together, and I think media, the use of media, is one of those. Rob, how uh, is this? uh area that we're talking about is that something that um is at all addressed in the DMAC program i know it 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 takes a while to get a a class uh added but but just is that part of the discussion with students
2: well streaming has always been part of the discussion um streaming to save the world through a pandemic hasn't been part of the discussion um (laughs) You know, we have been using d too. It's a pretty incredible tool. Um, uh, That has not been part of our curriculum, but we have been talking um, since the pandemic about, you know, adjusting things. The pandemic, just like uh, Terry just said, has has put a lot of emphasis on these new tools and these new forms of, you know, delivery, um, especially uh, for live events things like that. So it's, it's you know, the, the curriculum has changed with technology and I think, you know, we need to look at it again.
1: I can uh, kind of lend some insight to why I think this is pretty important. Uh, I'm part of a consortium of about a dozen companies like mine around the country where we commiserate and talk about our experiences. And one of them has a client, a big client. You'd all know if I, Told you who it was, but they, I think in the fall of 19, canceled their annual event. Um, spent 25% of what they would normally spend on the event on a, a virtual conference, and they doubled their sales. Wow. So they'll go back to live in person at some point, or, or hybrid, but I don't think they'll ever not learn from that and utilize that because they were able to get increased participation, and they figured out how to... Monetize it, how to make it work. They could, they did things differently, but you know the online gave them other opportunities that you couldn't in person. So that was that was an eye opener when I heard that because, and we've seen it too. You know, our uh, clients have been able to you know repurpose their budgets and they've spent more on the um, the virtual stuff and that's worked for them. So
0: yeah, that's that's really powerful. So. And Rob, I hear you too. That uh, I mean, the I know you and the faculty team in digital media, audio, and cinema is continually looking at uh, how technology and delivery changes impact what's taught in the classroom. One last question for you both. Um, advice for students who their dream is to, to work in film and media and they're in the DMAC program or they're either just starting or they're close to being done, um, Rob.
2: My number one piece of advice is attitude is everything. So you go out on these shoots with anywhere from two to nine people, like Terry said, or the crews can be much bigger. And the days are long. Sometimes you're working six days a week, sometimes up to 16 hours a day. And, People don't want to be around someone who's complaining or who's hard to get along with, who's not willing to be a team player, who's not willing to do their part. It doesn't matter how great your technical skill is. If you can't be that person that they can get along with, you're not going to be working.
0: That is great advice. And I, I know in my experience, the best the best shoots are the ones where people, no matter what, and there's always the no matter what. That is the nature of media. <laughs> that that they've had the attitude that that's figured things out and brought people together. And working with you, Rob, I just, I mean, not just because we're talking, but I know that's that to be yeah. the case. So you model what you teach.
1: Yeah, it's a team thing. It's a team sport. You might say it's that. That's it's not a solo field. And uh, yeah, and I would I would add a couple things to that. I think getting some experience. I mean, going out whether it's an internship or a job, but you need to you need to work in the field and see if you like it and if you like the people in the, in the industry. And so, so you know, really work hard to find the right opportunity. And, and I guess you could do that, Rob. You know, like guide them towards places that will give them a, that good first experience so they can really evaluate: is this going to work for me? And you know, for example, you guys were saying this: it's it's six day a week. It's not a nine to five industry. So if you nope. want that, uh, you're not probably not going to find it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know many people that can do the nine to five one. There, I mean, there are little pockets of it, but it's yeah. Just and.
0: But that's part of the excitement too: is that uh, you might you, you could be hopping on a plane and going somewhere, and and you know shooting through the night, and then having a few days off wherever you're at, and yep, um, it's deadline, that's, it, yeah.
1: It's it's deadline based. You know, you have projects and deadlines, and you work towards that, not anything yep. else
0: yeah well what a great discussion thank you both so much Terry Terry and Rob Edwards for talking about making media Uh, thank you to our listeners to connect with Rob and Terry if you'd like please visit our website at lccconnect.org and you can also there find more information about LCC's digital media audio and cinema program and about message makers and you can also listen to this and other episodes of the show and and, uh, all of LCC Connect's programming uh, On demand. Special thanks to our producers, Lane Ingram and Dedalian Lowry, and to Andy Callis for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect.